Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. No, <laughs> you knew I, was gonna I do knew it. it. You knew I was going to do it. I come knew I, I had to give you the intro for a reason, man. You knew I, I was going to do it. <laughs> I I'm think, a, yeah. Anytime you point to me for the intro, it's like I know he, it's he wants I a know voice. There's a voice. He's, he a voice. knows he's got to be on it. I'm Charlie. Oh God, I'm Eric. Uh, it has come this to is, this. This is a movie podcast. I won't I, do the Australian accent anymore. I sorry. didn't think it would come to this. I never think it'll come to this. Uh-huh. You know, we've been doing this long enough. There's movies that we've talked about practically weekly about, like, we got to do this. We got to do this. That's a classic. Exactly. I can't believe we haven't done this movie yet. But then we find our way to movies like Body Melt. <laughs> but then we do movies on the show that we've never talked about. Doing. Never talk about doing. Body Melt is a movie both, that Both we, of us have like, mm, no. We actively talked about not doing exactly. Body Melt. It's uh, it's like that Costanza. We just like we watched Body Melt during the pandemic and decided like, well, that's not an episode. That was terrible. And four years later, I get the itch to be like Charlie. Body Melt's an <laughs> need episode. To, we need to revisit. We this need body to melt. do a Body Melt episode. Yeah. And why not? I know the Body Melts of the world, the cinema universe, need to be talked about now. Now, what is Body Melt? <laughs> what, is this what really is Body Melt? I think it's capitalism. And in the sure. next hour, I'll get into why I think that. This is a stunning, satirical look at suburban life in modern Australia. You know, this... Circa 19, what, 93? 93. What an era, apparently, for Australian cinema. This is the funnest thing at about Body height. Melt. I recently got the chance to watch this in a theater of all places. What the hell? This is an obscure movie, right? This is not... They're running out of movies to show in theaters. <laughs> the revival houses are struggling bad. <laughs> We've reached body melt, right? You know, you'd think melting horror would be more of like a widespread niche mm -hmm. of a horror movie, right? Fun, goopy horror movies. There's not as many melty horror movies as you'd think. You have the pinnacle, the stuff. Sure. But when you're already talking about, well, what's the second best? Probably street trash. When Street Trash is the number two of any genre, you're already like, this is getting into some sicko territory. Yeah. You know, know, this is sick. There's not as much melting as you'd think for such an 88, that 87 to 93 special makeup effects drama. But the joy of an Australian take on that is probably the best thing about Body Melt. Now, we watched this movie in, during the literal heart of the pandemic. We watched yes. this... In a machine shop. <laughs> this a, yeah, this is a weird story in, a, in of itself. We <laughs> Desperate to watch movies together. We got access to your old uh, plumbing My old employer's shop pump shop. <laughs> where we could sit six feet away and just breathe in the oil uh, and machine shop We grew real accustomed over, like, the last, day of movies. over the last decade. We grew accustomed to having our big movie days, mm -hmm. our big movie marathons where us and all of our movie friends would get together four or five movies deep all day. Pandemic hurt for a bit. That was an outlet yeah. for us, a major one. And our desperation was such that we needed to watch Body Melt 
in a gasoline so ingested warehouse, right? Cold as hell. We watched Scary this in like too. October. The bathrooms are all the way down the hallway. And you've just been watching four horror movies. And you're like, I got to pee. Also, no lights. Yeah. Go it's find a the darkened weekend machine shop, right? With all these tools in the middle of nowhere. Antique lathes over in the unused industrial district, I was right? Just waiting to see like headlights pull up on us. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. Now, now we're, we're out fun. here in the sticks watching body melt. And. I just, you know, we'll watch movies and you and I will be like, I can't wait to talk about this movie. Can't wait to talk about it. I don't remember how we all as a group decided that Body Melt was the day we were going to spend our machine shop Saturday. Yeah, because we must have voted on that We had to have. And all of us must have voted the Melt. It sounds good. On the surface, it sounds good. It's just a big gooey movie about people just blowing up and getting melty and all the cool practical effects you could want. And we love our gooey movies. Oh, yeah. The stuff and... Street Trash were both movies that... I'll put The Blob in there, too. I love The Blobs. Oh, yeah. All of these movies are movies that have been voted on highly Mm -hmm. on any one of our movie days. We have led off with all these movies. So, obviously, it's a genre we love. I don't think, at the time, with our mental state that it was during the pandemic, we were properly prepared for what Body Melt had to offer us. Australia is not... A country that I've seen a lot of movies from, I realized, when watching mm-hmm. Body Melt. We think we know Australia, but that is a, another part of the world. Yeah. These we, are, we know kind of the Disneyland version of Australia, right? Yeah. I have a feeling... Uh, At least I do. I like... I know, I know most of what I know <laughs> from Australia from the Simpsons episode yes. about Australia. <laughs> so that's where I'm starting from. So like... I don't know what the other... I recently just found out that, you know, how b- major of a hit Black Christmas was in Canada when it grossed sure. upwards of $2 million. Ooh, yeah. Now I want to hear the big Australian So Australian cinema, smash. like, I talked to my buddy. So I, my friend, my lifelong friend, Bridget, who I went to school with for 12 years, right? She married an Australian man. Mm. She lived in, She lives, lives in Canberra, which is a, one of them towns in Australia. A country that's mostly one big rock. Yeah. That takes up the entire middle. If we just had, starting from Ohio and moving out west to like, I don't know, Kansas was just a rock. Yeah. That nobody lived in. Isn't it like basically unlivable? Like a good third of it? Yeah. There's like two, there's like a north-south road and an east-west road that kind of passes through the middle. Yeah. And she lives kind of in the downright area. Uh-huh. So I, I messaged her husband. I was like, hey, we're watching Body Melt, huh? Anytime. <laughs> That's my one thing with my boy Ian, who married. It's like, Ian. hey, George Miller, huh? Uh-huh. Anytime anything <laughs> right. slightly Australian Love is that just Mad like, Max. gotta like. Bill Gibson's not such a bad dude, right, Ian? <laughs> right? How's he's, you guys like him still, right? You're pro, pro Mel? And uh, so, yeah, like they're getting married and I'm sitting there at the wedding just like. You guys excited for Fury Road? Just talking with his buddies, right? <laughs> but just from knowing him, I learned things that like you pick up on a body melt. He had no idea what body melt was. Mm-hmm. This movie made no impression in Australia and yet was taxpayer funded. Oh, other countries do that. Yes. Cronenberg makes movies in Canada because the Canadian government's like, yeah, we'll give you money to make rabid. That's so sweet. Of course, like what a beautiful world where knowing a go- that yeah where exactly. a government decides to to like rubber stamp that like 
we're going to let you be creative. That's cool. That's a world I want to live in. Well, sometimes it hits, right? I mean, sometimes you get, I'm sure Crocodile Dundee had some of that <laughs> federal funding going, right? Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> it should not be a shock to you, is the largest grossing movie in Australian history. Oh, yeah. Got to be. God bless a it, good, right? A good $3 million at the box office. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, so yeah, I don't know what the crossover is. I don't know what the uh, the transi- translation is money-wise. But I think, for the most part, I don't think there's a major Australian cinema scene. Mm. I think they mostly just get American movies. You know, so if Avatar is a hit over here, Avatar is going to be a big hit right. over there. And then there's stuff like Boz Lerman's movies are big. Oh, yeah, of course. Like the movie Australia, big in Australia. (laughs) You know, Moulin Rouge, big in Australia, right? So, like, that stuff's big there. Well, it's also, they have half the population of California. Like, you're just not going to have that big of a thing with 20 million people. Yeah, it's like when you realize Black Christmas, like, oh, yeah, how many, there's probably more theaters in California than there are in Canada. Only so much of Canada is able to be lived in most of it is just northern ice Mm -hmm. australia is a big rock with a very nice waterfall in the middle of it and so yeah of course and 10 of the world's deadliest animals (laughs) yes and every convict the world has ever produced throughout time so yeah of course like when you think (laughs) i was thinking of like i had like my little pencil out and notepad it's like what are some major australian movies and it's like man when they're trying to seriously push Yahoo Serious as a guy on mm-hmm. us, shouldn't be a surprise that there's just not much of a cinema scene there, right? New Zealand got Jane Campion and Peter Jackson. Right. That feels like a miracle that that happened. And Australian produced Baz Luhrmann and George Miller. So it's like you get a couple of isolated geniuses. Right. Or they all come over here, right? Nicole Kidman and right. Naomi Watts and Chris Hemsworth. All the Hemsworth brothers. <laughs> I think that's an, that's kind Hello. of an important part of Body but, Melt, right? Is that you realize early on that all of the good-looking people get out. <laughs> we get Naomi Watts and Margot Robbie yeah, right. and, like, Rose Byrne, right? And any guy oh, in Australia yeah. that looks like Eric Bana, they're here. Body Melt is about the people that got left behind. <laughs> That's a good way in to put it. In Australia, man. And it's watching Body Melt is such a like... That's funny. Man, these people, Australia looked fucked up. Up until a certain point. Like, you really... Bu- it's like they there's this look that Australians have in this movie that is like they get all of the worst British features and all <laughs> of the worst Italian features. And then they talk weird. And it's kind it's of great. It, yeah, and it's right? kind of this perfect off-putting, like, it makes for its own unique thing. And then you realize, like, I do not watch a lot of things with actual Australians in it. It's all those, like, you see Naomi Watts talking somewhere that's not in a movie. And you're like, oh, right. Yeah. Nicole Kidman is just such a part of American culture. It's like, oh, right. It's, it's thick. Yeah. Hugh Jackman is just a guy over here. Now, these are... These are Australians. Australians. In in the middle of Holmesville. Yeah, it's in a lot of ways, yeah, I I know what you mean because you're watching this, it's like another world or it's like another reality. Like they have a suburbia. They have a roundabout. They have a a cul-de-sac of houses, but everything looks a little off. Like the color of the houses is is different and the 
the way the all the landscape the vegetation looks is all completely different, different. Right? Yeah, yeah of course exactly and uh yeah you just don't get that much of a it just felt so alien just having an 80 minute snapshot of what early 90s yeah. you know like this is what country they're doing. australia looked like, like is cool uh you know doing like a i remember some videos like where uh, someone was from south africa so you got to see their like house it's just like that is just a different way of doing a house. Or, you know, did, yeah, you know everything... going to Thailand and just like, this is a different way of doing right. it. So in Australia, it's kind of the, the those f- cars, all that stuff is just so different. But the thing about Australia is it's so different while being 97% exactly the same as us. Yeah. It is Earth 2 where everything is just slightly off, but off in a ridiculous way. Everything is different. And everything is exactly the same. Right. There is nothing. The archetypes are all the same. Yeah. There is nothing crazy that's just like, this is a concept that's totally foreign to me. They just, they mess everything up in this bizarre way where it's a comic. And yet these are very, these are exactly the same people as us. No, this is a, the, the plot of this movie is, could be done in this country. No problem. It's like a pharmaceutical company making a dangerous drug, testing it out on people. The bodies all melt. Yeah. And all the bodies melt. That's basically the plot. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the archetypes of like the lonely single guy, the family, the two brothers, the the newlywed couple, you get to see all these different households, you know, eventually melt off in some different way, but those are definitely the people we are and live amongst too. The like, only differences are literally like, oh yeah, we call it petrol. <laughs> and our cheese snack is cheesels. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> that's it. Other than that, it's the same. Also, our fashion is going to be 30 years behind yours. Mm-hmm. And also, we all have beady eyes and <laughs> terrible teeth. We got yeah. all of the teeth of the, the British. Teeth, the crazy the pale skin, even though you're in the sun 90% of the time. The ugliest group of people. I lo- and it's one of those things where I've, I, had, I have this vision of we're so tricked. Because I think of all these beautiful Australian features. How can you not see Margot Robbie and just be like, Australia mm-hmm. is a paradise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, my God. Right? What are these people doing over there? And it's just like, oh, these are the people that live west of Melbourne. I, I see. Mm-hmm. You take, you're 40 miles outside of Melbourne. It is like a toxic waste dump. <laughs> <laughs> right? As it is here. Totally. I mean, no, this this is absolutely like a, a central California neighborhood that we're seeing in this movie. Yeah. Everybody that I've ever met that has never been to California and just view. When I, it used to be like, oh. oh, you guys all surf out there, huh? And it's like, these people have never been through the Central <laughs> Not Valley. Modesto, baby. <laughs> right? Yeah. You drive two hours south, you're in Modesto. We drive one over north, we're in the sticks of Mendocino. Yeah. Right? Meth City up there. We are in the most expensive area. We are an hour away from, like, shotgun properties. Right? Mm-hmm. This is Australia, man, except it's, like, backwoods, outback. And I think all of us watching it, this is a movie that is, we have seen far grosser. Street Trash is one of the most putrid, vile movies yeah. in existence. Street Trash, after a day of drinking and watching movies, Street Trash made you like physically ill. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm I'm going to bed. And I had a bit of that same reaction watching Body Melt that first time too. That <laughs> yeah. the, the the fumes were starting to we get are, to me in that warehouse. God, we are smelling motor fumes. And in uh, this, it was closed in. We were locked these, inside this building, we right? And and you're getting these weird moon faced people on your TV screen, and then yeah, they start just really going sl- to slime town. There's just the gooiness factor. 
but I remember what I couldn't wrap my head around in this movie the first time watching it. It was like, there's no central character. There's oh my no, God. There's no, like, person. <laughs> it's just these vignettes of people. So, like, we think we get this opening of a movie where this guy is trying to warn the, the neighborhood that they're these experiment people. Yeah. And he's slowly melting and bursting. But it also looks like there's, like, an alien inside of him or something. And that never gets explained. But, like, then you're like, okay, so these are the people. We're going to follow this single guy who seems to know who everyone else is. And it's like, no, you don't do that. Okay, I guess we're going to follow these brothers. Oh, this is weird. Okay, well, okay, on to the next. And you just kind of go to the next. It's a, it's actually like an anthology movie. I remember. So the, and I'm just going, like, what are, what is happening here? What are we doing? There's This was a movie that when we watched, I, we must watch this late in the day. And your brain's foggy. We've been imbibing. We've been huffing paint <laughs> against our wills, right? Like, usually the fourth or fifth movie on the end of these movie days, like, we have done a stretch of films. Yeah. There's only so much intake you can have all day, right? And when I'm looking back, this was not that long ago that we watched this, but I remembered very little about this movie. I remembered the Outback gas station diner and all these mutants. And I remember yeah. us all being grossed full, out. The like week. Texas Chainsaw Massacre family of mutants. Big time. For a long stretch long in stretch. the first 20. Yeah. That, right. that's and, and watching it again this time, as soon as that scene came out, I was like, this is where I tuned out. No, I man. Like, that's... This is the, I remember this now. It was that same thing of like, right. Yeah. Mutant kids. Yes. When uh, when they when I saw this <laughs> when I saw this recently at a theater with other humans, with other freaks, Americans, with other Americans, right? <laughs> other filthy people, gross humans. I was apparently the only person who had seen Body Melt in this theater, right? And so they're asking, "It's like, what do you remember about?" It? It's like I remember this mutant family. It's the only mm. thing I can think of. I could not tell you a single other thing about the movie, but I remembered every second. Of this fake Texas chainsaw family, right? I remember us watching on the day and speculating, like, so did they make this because you could save money on makeup effects by just hiring real Australians? It, it who just look like real, real freaks. Yeah. And it, it's that level of like, I know these people don't look like this, but I don't know that these people don't <laughs> look like this. Yeah, this that scene in particular where where these two brothers get run down in this old gas station and the two different Christopher Moltisantes, but the ugliest yeah. versions of like a tall of one and a short one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just one of the many wonderful characters being tested on for body melt. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and this is like how you open the movie. You kind of have this cool, like I said, the guy trying to warn the crew at the beginning, he's like writing down the address. He's driving there in the car. There's some sick 1993 some cool... digital, like computer effects. Yeah. Oh, and there's yeah. this throbbing, techno beat throughout the movie that is just a house techno beat going on throughout the movie and he's like the first stage is you know uh, oh it's great it's a classic hallucinogenic yeah. the second stage is glandular Blah. just and, saying and, the word glandular is very right. evocative and he crashes in cool into the neighborhood and goes through the windshield it's just like fuck yeah this is great <laughs> yeah and then this movie's nuts two of the characters in the cul-de-sac are like we're leaving to go do something else and then yeah you get stuck in this mutant family and that's where I was going like, but what about the, we were watching a movie over We hit there. the mutant family <laughs> hard eight minutes in and we just hang there. We hang there. They they have to get their windshield repaired because their windshield is a plastic sheet, which is a big strike against Australia in general. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it's like, this is the level we're dealing with, guys. You, we, you're driving around in a tarp. We've, we've gotten so used to seeing weird movies that it's amazing the slight differences 
and the just the overall turnoff of Australia in this filmed this way we all just checked out so hard it's weird that we couldn't handle body melt but it's hard to explain why we couldn't handle it but there's just this gross realness to it without without being anywhere close to the grossest movie we've seen watching these people watching these teeth watching these sick people it kind of makes you realize why george george miller's like oh yeah we got to film the apocalypse here like we look this at all these it. people. Yeah. Look at all this cast we can pull through. You pull into any town 20 miles outside of Sydney. Yeah. You're like, that guy will do. That guy will do. That guy will look like a gross guy that's been burned by gas. That old lady will be, yeah, sunken into the chair perfectly. Yeah, the, the dad, obviously an actor with makeup, right? Great. Sure. And then he yells out, sue-wee, and these kids come out. And I, yeah, it's, it's one of those where you go like, are they taking advantage of these... <laughs> Disabled people and like making that because these people are very convincing. They look con- so convincingly inbred. Yeah, it's it's over the top in a way that is like no, this they could just be filming freaks. Are they exploiting these poor people? The the girl, the girl of these groups who's named Slab. <laughs> Imagine signing up to be an actress. It's like yeah, your character Slab. You're yeah, I'm a spending, freak. Spending a couple of weeks on this movie, I'm Slab. <laughs> It's my breakout role. I looked her up. The that dad's girl, Pud. Pud. Pud is a great I'm name. I'm telling you, Pud, the actor who plays Pud, is the guy I know. He is the Knight Rider in Mad mm. Max. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All he has He's different great. is like the boils aren't on his face in Mad Max. He's yeah. the Knight Rider. I don't know if you've... feels like we've watched... Did we watch Stone? Stone was this great 70s biker flick mm, in Australia. It's got Hugh Keysburn who we love. Mm. He was, you know, uh, Immortan Joe. He was the right, toe right. cutter. He's uh, He was in that great Australian kung fu movie, The Dragonflies, Ooh. that we watched, that had a lot of kung fu on their big rock. So we, we're <laughs> so this guy is like, shown up in some show class. I don't know his name, but it's like, all right. Knowing that guy was, like, a real actor, at least grounds things a bit. But all these kids are freaks. Yeah. He has this unsettling inbred family kids throw a rock at a kangaroo and just eat his adrenal gland it's like australians might eat adrenal glands i don't know i don't know if they catch kangaroos and eat their (laughs) adrenaline that's very disturbing stuff but even more so to me was upsetting was that the two brothers like who are appearing to try to be like city wise cool guys they don't care about the freaks they're like eating the food they're sitting around the guy goes out to the dead kangaroo with them and he's even like whoa they're eating this adrenal gland and getting crazy and then they (laughs) hop in a truck to do donuts and he's like i'm getting on the truck with you is this just part of like we know these weirdos live out there and like these guys are not taken aback by this mutant family out here so that seems like they're just kind of like bothered that they have to wait for this new windshield to be installed or something but yeah, nothing but time out there. I don't they got know. Nothing but time to just hang out with this mutant family. I do not and know. That the, upset me as the, an American. Yeah, I do not know the rules or the norms of Australian society. I don't know how different it is. Ian told me that when they vote, they get a free sausage. That's the weird God thing. Damn. They go to vote and they have a sausage that's wrapped in white bread. They don't have buns over there. <laughs> they put their hot dogs in just bread. It's just like, man, you guys just had to figure things out a little bit differently, didn't you? They had all the same shit we did. They just kind of like came to the different conclusions in slightly different ways. <laughs> That's so funny. 
Who knew? All you had to do to up the voter is just hand them a sausage and some bread. You don't pay for it. You On your exit, they give you what's called a democracy sausage. <laughs> I shit you not. No, no. No, no. no. That is, that, they, it's a democracy sausage, man. I've gone 40 years on this planet without hearing of the, 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 that, the democracy sausage. They managed sausage. to just exist. with. They're an island, man. Nothing gets out of there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't have the internet over are we, there. Are we like talking tales out of school here? We, we shouldn't be divulging these Australians. Australian national secrets. It's a secret, man. They eat their oh, little. No, he's they, they eat their little shortbread cookies called <laughs> Tim Tams. And you're like, all right, I've heard that's, of that. You've heard I've of heard the heard Tim, of Tim Tams? Tim Tams. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, man. It's a prison colony. That's I so assume funny. still. Or, but, or they think like sliced white bread is like way better than rolls. They're like, no, we got the good stuff here. Slice once I learned, I'll tell you. Once I learned about that, I didn't have buns one day. Used it's like, oh yeah, this is just the same thing. Yeah, but that's like a child sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> They're eating like what I would feed my toddler son now. You want me to just put in a piece of bread, hon? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm the annoying guy. Like if I knew a guy from Australia, I'm annoying enough to be like, Ian, do you know this guy? It's like, I don't know. We're like, we're the size of Texas. We're a big place. Like, yeah. but another thing I noticed this, I've just, I just soaked I'm Basically, I'm the easiest audience for this guy. Because anytime I've seen the guy, I'm just like, tell me things. Tell me oh, things absolutely. that you grew up doing. You know, a thing they love, one of their breakfast staples, they call it fairy bread. Mm. It is just toast with sprinkles on it. That's it. They're eating toast with with like little colored sprinkles on it. I mean, that's backing up my child food theory here, that they're just a bunch they're of babies, children. They're babies, right? <laughs> they're little toddlers. They're eating their, their uh, marmalade spread. Yeah. He says the proper way to eat Vegemite is Vegemite. to not go full Vegemite. But apparently, Vegemite is just a big old thing that you can buy huge containers of at Costco over there. Mm-hmm. It is true. It was not just men at, men at work. Yeah. Whatever. But uh, he's like, the key is you got to butter it and then slightly mix the Vegemite. You don't go yeah, full yeah, Vegemite. Yeah. It's the buttery blend with it. I'm never going to have the stuff. But he, he did grow up on it. He grew up on the fairy bread. I don't know. Everything is just there. You Actually, notice how- that makes a lot more sense for this movie as a whole. Because there is like a childlike deviant to this movie like it does feel like a 12 year old's like and then we're gonna make her belly explode you know like there's a bit of a like ooh, we get because really this movie is just all about showing off like gooey things that happen to people there's faces blowing off there's melting there's bellies exploding there's, exploding there's implied penises exploding there is oh yeah there's all this great <laughs> stuff uh you know the camera going through like a esophagus tube kind oh, of look love that love you that know, as a cut get right? in the body so it, it really it feels like a, like a weird like 12 year old like made this movie it was just like all right i want the eyes popping out yeah <laughs> like and you would some... draw in like a notebook or something so what i i don't think any of us were prepared to appreciate the things body melt did actually have to offer us i think we were so caught off guard by We've seen weird movies. We've seen obscure movies. We've seen super cheap movies. Yeah. But it's done in such a different presentation. The more I thought about how, like, the Australian Film Commission (laughs) was mostly producing period dramas or working class dramas or, like, uh, I don't know, George Miller Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But even this time, George Miller wasn't making Mad Max when Body Melt was coming out. He was making Lorenzo's Oil. Or Babe. That was during that era of George Miller, right? And Jane Campion was making The Piano. A decade earlier, somehow Peter Jackson had made 
dead alive and right. that kind of that the sloppiest wettest movie ever right but the amazing thing about this is there was no australian horror scene there's no you know wolf creek was another decade away right mm-hmm. babadook was 20 years away there's very little australian horror this movie isn't just like dead alive or bad taste it is it has like no I no idea what the inspiration was for this. I have no idea yeah. what horror they had access to over there, right? right? I have no idea what if their VHS format was totally different <laughs> over there. Like I have they no idea beta what yeah. what they were using there, but they made this movie like there was no local horror movie infrastructure in place. If you wanted to make a taxpayer funded horror movie, you couldn't just go, "Who are our best special makeup effects guys?" Exactly. Like you just had to know how did they how did this little tiny commute film community decide we're making body melt? The director wrote this. He did like he found the makeup guys. He did that techno score himself. Uh huh. I love that. We love when guys make a movie. Yeah. We've watched tons of regional slashers where a guy in America got a you know sixteen millimeter and made a movie. The fact that body melt is a thirty five millimeter professionally filmed movie. But with attached to no scene whatsoever, mm-hmm. there was no horror movies made in Australia like this. It's kind of amazing. Not a lot of movies made like this anywhere, honestly. Right, but just like man, the idea to like we're we're making this taxpayer funded movie that we had to do a full government proposal to get. Yeah, just asking the question: Why can't Australia have a horror movie? And this isn't really horror. It's this weird, like, daylight yeah, suburban horror. Out. Yeah, it's just gross out. It's all happened. It's so bright. It's so sunny. Yeah. In every scene. Every scene in this movie happens at 2 p.m. It really does. <laughs> it's kind of, it adds to the weirdness. This suburban horror, right? This jogging suit, walking the dog uh-huh. horror. This outback horror, that right? Kind of like, yeah, like that eternal daylight insomnia kind of vibe also going through it. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you what the most popular horror movie in Australia was. They have a crocodile movie called Dark Age that's really mm-hmm. good. I don't know if you can call Picnic at Hanging Rock <laughs> like horror, but it's not like they just had slashers. Yeah. So I don't know what American slashers hit there, but some dude. Well, there's just uh, this thing is so all over the place that you got to assume it's like there's a little bit of body snatchers in there. There's a little bit. There's actually like kind of a lot of classic, you know, a lot of Carpenter, The Thing in here. Alien, obviously. Uh, oh yeah, it's just like there's they, some bursting. They, 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 yeah. The, each little vignette kind of has its own vibe of that. So I, when we watched this after Huff and Gas, yeah, and uh, I seem to remember all these ideas are kind of different enough that I remember us speculating that this guy might have pulled together a few different movies. And now watching, I could see exactly, that's not the case. We just had no idea what to expect. (laughs) There's just so many weird tonal changes, all within kind of the same tone, though. And it's it's the thing you said of no central characters. There's really not, yeah. As soon as you think you're going to follow someone, they get killed, or or we just cut to someone else anytime. mm -hmm. And then you kind of give up a little bit. At least I do. Like, if I don't, like, I, you know, if, you, if I don't have anyone to root for, like, there's no one to really root for in this movie. You're just watching people's sad downfall. Because <laughs> it's like a pregnant woman and her husband, and like, she, you know, gets blown up and this stingray comes out of her or something. And it's like, real face hugger. Yeah. It's a very sad story. The, <laughs> the family who goes to the clinic and 
the son who is doing skateboarding tricks and doesn't even get melted. He just, he just dies in a skateboarding accident or a rollerblading accident, and no one comes to look for him. That kid's face gets wrecked that on that vert ramp. falls 30 feet directly onto his face, and we get... And he just is left out there to die of exposure overnight. <laughs> they forget about him. Get, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's he, camping. He bleeds out with a mashed in face. And <laughs> I love when we all watch this a group, we're no dummies. We're film appreciators. We can f- appreciate trash. This was probably one of the most roundly disliked movies mm. that we've ever watched as a group, right? And watching it this time, I immediately recognize, like, oh, body melt is critic proof. How foolish do you sound saying like, well, there's <laughs> yeah. no central characters in Body Melt, like <laughs> yep. immediately exposed yep. for being just like, we're dumb babies we're if idiots. we're expecting that, right? It's yeah. stupid. Watching it this time, going in on Body Melt's terms, I very much enjoyed this movie. I loved the Same. the offsetting nature of these gross inbred, you know, Texas Chainsaw family. Yeah. I loved the... The Vimeville supplement ads and the jogging suit culture and the 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 cheesels. I did too. Yeah, it's like don't worry about it. It's it's one of those kind of things. Like don't worry about <laughs> yeah. any central character. Just, it is eighty just go minutes. For the ride. Soak it up. You're basically on a long roller coaster or like a big haunted house like carnival ride, and every like ten minutes, like something's gonna boom splash out at you and gross you out, and that's the ride. And uh, yeah, if you can I, appreciate that. That's I appreciated it. the pacing a lot more, yeah. where I didn't like the pacing at all the first time we watched it. I felt like they were they hit that in Britain. It's like, no, I think I was just not expecting us. I think I was reminded that ugly people stay in Australia. <laughs> all of the uggos just stay. They can't make it. There's no middle ground. Yeah. It's either That's the most beautiful people you've ever seen. And they come over here, and people are like, have you seen Sarah Snook's ass on Succession? <laughs> this country is magic. <laughs> and they, you know, they love it. i to start watching Succession. America discovers Isla Fisher, and it's like, good Lord, what a beauty. And then you discover Body Melt. It's like, right, right. You know, right. you discover Mad Max 2. You watch The Road Warrior and realize, like, well, they they're all, all like, freaks. They all look like like bad characters from like Carol Burnett show or something. Like they just <laughs> have this weird old clown vibe to them. And I just, man, when I say they just do it like differently, and it seems like these are all the same. It's the joke about the Yahoo series film. Like these are all words I know, but this sentence makes no sense. Like the joy we all felt as a people. The reason why E.T. is so big, the magic mm. we felt when we hear Elliot call his brother penis breath. <laughs> and D. Wallace is so taken aback when she hears that, almost like she she's just like, I know both of these words, but I never considered combining them. Mm-hmm. Talk about evocative. How evocative is penis breath? I don't know if they had that in Australia, but when a teenage girl calls her brother wiener dick in her australian voice just like they just found their own way i've never heard somebody call him somebody wiener dick and in her awful voice her evil little australian accent what are they doing what are these voices it's insane i can't believe i that we only did the voice the beginning it's almost like i don't want to 
it's like something like Candyman will show up. Well, I if, start doing Australian voices. Yeah, it feels like the audio equivalent of like blackface. Like we're just going to sound. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, during the childhood that you and I grew up in, when Paul Hogan hit, America loved nothing more than saying Australian voiced phrases that we had never heard. Mm-hmm. Australian culture, when it hit America in the late 80s, it took us by storm. We loved saying shrimp on the barbie. When people learned that, America loved it. The Dingo Ate Your Baby is top 10 all time. Nobody knows. Yeah, loved it, right? (laughs) The United Colors of Benetton ad campaign took us by storm. We loved it. I had a pair of roos. Remember the shoes? Oh, yeah. Kangaroos? Sure. We loved it. I remember very much being a kid and wanting to go to Australia, like based on everything you see, like like you said. And not just the hotties, but just, yeah, the whole vibe of Australia. Kangaroos, koalas, Crocodile Dundee. They, it was just like, I, that's where I want to go. And it's also like the furthest place <laughs> yeah. that you can go it's on the far, planet right? from where we are. right? Yeah. Like it is really, there's something just so like touching another world. When we all that. found out the toilets swirled the other way, it's just like, what is I, happening I, I in that I gotta see that for myself. Right? I yeah. need to go to that. I still don't know if I believe that or not. <laughs> that sounds like a bit. <laughs> I'm not sure about this whole southern I, hemisphere I've heard about. I remember my friend Nathan saw young Einstein. And it's just like, what mm-hmm. a world. When Australia is like, we're going to take Yahoo serious worldwide. This is our export to you. Crocodile Dundee had to be the most out of nowhere hit <laughs> of yeah. the late 80s, right? What are the odds? Any other regional funny guy from any other country. It's just some random South African guy crossing over to the States and making a sensation out of his entire country. What's crazy is that Crocodile Dundee should have been like an action, like Indiana Jones movie. And it's like a romantic comedy about a fish out of water Australian guy in a city. Like <laughs> trying to woo a lady and having the, that's not a knife Joke How many muggers. dads were gifted <laughs> That's a Knife by Paul Hogan, right? Yeah. We took more phrases from this one. That is what every single human being knew about Australia was Crocodile Dundee. That's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy how huge a smash is. And I love that that is the big... <laughs> Australia is like, we love it too. This is us. This is us, baby. This is us. Warts it all, right? Makes me wonder who's a hit over there. Like, now that we're talking about Crocodile Dundee, I'm like, I bet Polly Shore movies killed <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> no, man. I looked it up, and it's the most normal American stuff. It's all the movies that were a hit here, but also ones that were somewhat Australian. It's like, yeah, Mad Max, huge over there. Mad yeah. Max 2, just as big. Like, again, when I saw the movie Australia... <laughs> It's just like their number two grocer after Crocodile Dundee. It's just like, good for you guys. Looks like one to say. Can you imagine? Just like America, the movie. You're like, number one smash hit playing for six months. Like, we are a vapid, egocentric culture. And I still can't see America, the movie doing well at all God, and, I wonder, who's our Baz Luhrmann though like who is our like our American filmmaker? well that's what's great we have everybody yeah. we got Spielberg <laughs> we got every guy doing everything Australia's got like two dudes that are <laughs> and, in charge of one all of them basically like could be John Waters like I feel like Baz Luhrmann is basically doing a John Waters if, hyperactive kind of vibe yeah but you know Peter Jackson where did he 
come from? Where did he get the ideas to do like meet the feebles living in mm-hmm. New Zealand? Right. Jane Campion is one of my favorite filmmakers. Right. In a world that the piano is existing, but somehow no other film culture <laughs> really expands beyond that. Australia will come out with a with an amazing movie like, you know, Walkabout or Wake in Fright. And then they're just like, we're going to take like a decade or two off mm-hmm. and just promote some. They, Ian says there's a show called Neighbors over there. It's one of these shows that's like, oh, yeah, there's 88 seasons. It uh, It's run every year of my life. And it's the show that everybody in Australia, everybody who's an Australian actor has like an arc on Neighbors. Uh-huh. And that's our show that we watch. Like, wow. So it's like everything is just, you are an island. But when the world like got bigger, Australians like, we're going to do our Australian stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same as your stuff, but also different enough that it will drive you mad. Well, it, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, you know what they probably do is uh, go outside. <laughs> they probably like yeah. enjoy uh, physical activity and surfing and uh, hanging out and drinking at pubs. And uh, we're over here going like, why don't they have any filmmakers? And they're like swimming with sharks. They're like, we're, we got our own life. To Let live. me tell you, I went and saw new new Australian smash hit, Anyone But You. With Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> you know, I, we don't get romantic comedies in the big screen anymore. They're all straight to streaming content. It's like I want a dumb uh, like romantic comedy to see. And talk about our boy Brian Brown. Didn't even know he was still acting. Star of FX. Oh, okay. Yeah. How great is it that I don't know uh, Brian Brown Australian movies, but they're like, we're giving him the lead in a movie about special effects. Right. And we're putting him with Dennehy. There's going to be a sequel, and there's going to be a television series. And then he's going to go back to Australia, and you're never going to hear about Brian that's Brown that again. That was his Dundee. That's it. He's yeah. got to do two seasons on Neighbors, and that's <laughs> it. Kitten is required two seasons done. Yeah, it's like a contractually obligated. Like <laughs> You're going to join the Australian Actors Union. You have to commit yeah. to at least two seasons of Neighbors. Yeah, no, if you're at Israel, it's like you're joining the IDF. And you just you got to be this school. It's like, yeah. no, you got to put in your government-mandated Neighbors time. Yeah. Sorry, you broke over You want the us state. to fund your movie. Yeah, exactly. You're doing I'm, Neighbors. I, now I got to look up if, if our guy, uh, Philip, what is it? Philip Brophy. Philip Brophy. Great, great Australian name. Philip Brophy. Yeah. He's, he's probably done some Neighbors work. <laughs> Maybe. This guy feels, I mean, this, to reiterate, was no kind of hit in mm-hmm. Australia. This did not, uh, I found an interview with him where he says, like, there's, like, film distribution just isn't a thing in Australia. Like, this didn't make much of an impact in the states but he's like way more people saw it in america than saw it mm. you know mm-hmm. got a laser disc release in america did not get distributed in australia right he said he heard from quentin tarantino that tarantino like somebody gave it to him and watched it but that wasn't until 06 yeah so this movie just existed in obscurity for well, here 15 years yeah and somehow we're 30 years finding later. it 30 years after the fact so this guy did the music for a movie Found the effects people that don't exist over there. Just made a weird movie, right? Who's to th- who's thinking that this is going to be watched in a theater in America, in California, 30 years later, when in Australia it's barely being shown? It. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we did some film festivals. and But he said, there's no infrastructure to show your movies around Australia. It's not like America where you can get a distributor and show it. And all Like, no, man, it takes 10 hours to drive to each to all four of the Australian cities. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? It's like, oh, Canada, there's one city in each province. Like, you drive to Vancouver, then you got to drive 12 hours to the next uh, big town, right? It's the worst loop. It's like there's no, the distribution line isn't in place. Movies, it's not a culture there. Yeah. It's not a thing. And here's this 80-minute weird, this is a John Waters movie. John Waters wanted yeah, right. to make a movie about satirizing the late 80s diet fads. And like people are so desperate to try the next get healthy scheme that they're just un- no questions asked, injecting yeah. themselves and this is dr- making up a stuff, protein right? powder shake. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely Larry Cohen vibes, John Waters vibes, John Carpenter gore. Yeah, yeah. Peter Jackson gore. Very yeah, very much feels like those early Jackson just mayhem. Because there's no rhyme or reason. Like you're not like I said. You're, there's no like is a good guy gonna win? You're just like waiting for the bodies to belt. And even the main bad lady, she gets all melted up, she too. She gets her head Nobody implodes. gets away from this thing. And then you show up with kind of like these David Lynch-like characters throughout the movie, like the bodybuilder brothers. Oh, or, wow. Uh, who are uh, maybe the brothers, I don't know, but these two, these two guys who are just basically the barbarian brothers, but Australian, with like really high voices. Brother. Like this... That to me was like, is David like that? That's the David Lynch like influence. <laughs> You're thinking of that guy who kind of duck talks in the uh, the bar yeah, and Wild at Heart, it's you very, know, like Twin Peaks vibes. When these buff boys show up at the Vimuville factory, right, and they're wearing their little like bodybuilder shorts and their yep. tanks, their little stringy tank tops. The first time that guy talks, and he's got this like, I gotta call the prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> it is no, the like, funniest side gag. Sounds you, like a, yeah. Does not sound like what you think he's going to sound like. Not like, so we recently talked, go back and listen to all-time favorite American classic, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Nothing but yep. great gags, front to back. You highlighted the only dumb gag that doesn't work in the movie is a guy doing a little high-pitched voice. It's mm-hmm. so dumb and so cheap. And yet, this is the funniest gag in the entire movie. Finding the buffest dude in Australia with the silliest little voice. And every time that guy's like, I want to try Vimeoville 4. Like, you're like, this is perfect. This is cinema. It is. uh, (laughs) But again, it's like, it feels like they're making fun of that guy. Right, like, and he's a real person. He's really a bodybuilder who has got this little baby boy face. Like, oh, forget his the little like, sweet face. Even if right? the voice is like made up and they did it post or whatever, like this guy looks like a three year old with the the buffest body you've ever seen. He's got his little baby boy blonde haircut. It's insane. And he looks like if Jonathan. Like, are we making fun of him or? <laughs> it's like if Jonathan Lipnicki just got on the gas. A hundred percent. He's just. But like balloons. I mean, the, the guy. It's unreal what these two guys look. like. Oh yeah, he looks like an American gladiator. But this guy would be booted off the set of him. Like we can't call you Turbo and have you out there cutting promos like that. You're done. You're dead in this industry. That's probably why. Yeah, he he was available. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to see that dude's like three episode neighbors run. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but just the idea. I'd love to see just the casting process of this. I think a do- like a full feature length documentary on just like we somehow got given the government's money to do this movie. Now we have to make this movie. This is a suddenly real idea. Yeah. This is not a fantasy. Like we get to make this weird thing. Like but what's the casting call for like we need the buffest <laughs> Littlest boy in the world, like 
what how do you do that how do you like do, Where you, do you go to the gym like did he, he i assume he had to like go to gyms and be like you ever been in a movie and the guy's like no and he's and like you're hired you're in <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's got to be this thing where you're just doing a casting call for buff guys to be like literally lugging things around the factory in the background and then they hear him talk and they're like we can't not cast <laughs> this guy it, yeah. we are putting like they probably didn't even have like verbal roles for those two guys and that guy has the funniest voice they're like <laughs> we're writing an extra part for him like can we afford to do that we're already running at 78 minutes that's true. We're none adding of, minutes. For none this of his dialogue time. is essential to the scene. Yeah, like it's him just asking for some more juice, basically. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, hey, man, that's gonna be injected in my veins. But yeah. he's acting like such a cute little guy. He's just like, oh, sweetie, come on now, so, you know that other stuff doesn't do nothing. Yeah, such a sweetie pie. A thing I found out. Another just well, that's a thing they do, I guess. So you might have noticed that there's various characters who have normal guy names like John or Bob. Except they got to call him like Bobbo and Jono. <laughs> That's a thing they do. Yeah. That's yeah. a thing they just do. They just take a name and they put an O or a Z on the end of it. Damien, or Ian's best man was this guy named Damien. No, his name is Damo. Damo. Everybody called him Damo. Love it. You, take, you would be Chaz. You're a Chaz <laughs> in Australia. The Z. I get the Z treatment. Mine is tough. Eric. Yeah. What do you do with that? Asked Ian. It'd be like, uh, it'd be more of an affectionate, like, like, Rika. Ah. It's just like, boy, you guys are just making That's up your great. own rules, right? Man, you can hit this. I love, too, that he's, like, passing the quiz. You're like, all right, all right, do uh, Sam. He's like, yeah, Sam-o. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is it. You, <laughs> I know what to do here. I you know don't, all the names. Like, they can do all any nickname they want. Ian's nickname, for whatever reason, is Lobster. I don't know. Lobster. Ah. I don't know why. Ian, maybe it's just because you can't do a good Z-O do a Z. at the end of yeah. Ian, right? So it's like, well, we have to come up with another word. Everybody else gets an O or Z. Everyone else, right? We just decided as a country. You watch the credits. There's like 18 Bobos. Just, <laughs> it's just a thing all through there. It's like, who the hell are these people? What Love is it. this world? Oh, like, man. It's amazing, right? It's Just a look at it 80 minutes. It's like a documentary. It's like our cameras allowed in this country? Are we allowed to document that these that these people are like this? It's so silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a silly little thing, right? It's a very unserious country, as it is. Right? <laughs> just going around the prime minister. They're just calling like Chaza. Like what? <laughs> you guys do that? And he's just like, that's what I've been called. Like, oh, oh, all right, right, fine. And I love it. I love it. so it's such a. For a movie that I just didn't think, I didn't consider we would ever do this movie. I wrote Body Melt Off. If they weren't playing in a theater, and then it was this compulsion where I'm like, well, I have to see it in the theater. Like, how many times is this opportunity going to come up? People in Australia didn't have this opportunity. Right. I need to take this, right? And even if you're just watching a gross-out movie that has a heaving, living pulsating placenta Cronenberg stuff right Mm -hmm. when that fiance who gets face hugged by the umbilical cord kind of alien thing when he comes back and he's got like dripping jowls like hanging open like predator hanging goopy eyeballs and stuff like man this is we love this gross out stuff in 
cinema. This feels like Peter Jackson early chaos, right? It does, yeah, not yeah, absolutely, and and everyone gets their own little different thing. Mm-hmm. Like even though I was thinking just now, the the mom of that happy family gets like the big tongue treat. Her big just her tongue just, just grows and swells until she chokes on this meaty, gross ass tongue. Yeah, right? it's like everyone just gets this new great way to be gross wearing her wearing the bulkiest culottes you have ever seen she's the one that made me think of carol burnett that one (laughs) big time everybody in australia has the least flattering haircut for Mm -hmm. their type the least flattering cut of clothes for their build teeth that seem like dental work is just a question mark an option au naturel you know their faces they're beady little eyes <laughs> and they're like these grimy little people right and just these little sweaty hogs out there's, there there's so many the wet people in this movie yeah even our like like our sex scene in the beginning with the main vimeo the wettest se- post sex just they're, slathered they, they are just slathered dripping body <laughs> fluids on this leather couch it looks so uncomfortable there is something wet about like hell Covered in sweat and smoking a cigarette that just makes me want to fucking vomit mm-hmm. so bad. It's this, it hits such a note. Like, I don't even know what this, I'm assuming the movie's rated R, although, you know, just because of general grossness. It's rated R. Rated R. I, but again, I say, like, we've seen so much gross. Street trash is disgusting. Yeah. It is a vile movie. Basket case. Those yep. kind of movies, like That's a good one. Those are just—it's gross. It just feels seedy. Yeah, to me, the seediness of Basket Case is so just like we've. I I always thought the cheaper a movie is, the kind of grosser it is. There's a real vibe, and I think Body Melt, without us realizing, I think we were all really turned off by just they captured the vibe of yeah, the cigarette in a small sweaty room, and just like it shouldn't be gross, but somehow seeing it while performed by the ugliest people on earth right right is such a <laughs> such a visceral it was a punch turn off it yeah. was a bit of a punch to the gut right yeah that first time and i loved every second of it watching it in the theater i love this inbred family man putting down a plate of food the food looked actually normal it looked like just a plate sure. of eggs but it's just one of those things that makes like, you realize like oh yeah, plate girls of eggs hands is, it to you. yeah yeah plate of eggs is kind of disgusting Right with some red sauce on it, like yeah, it is kind of gross. You're eating some some egg of a creature, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it really makes you realize yeah. what you're putting in your mouth, right? Yeah. And uh, oh, that little cramped hallway of the uh, the Texas Chainsaw family's home, right? You're seeing strange bones mm-hmm. of creatures. That first time you go in the chainsaw house, and they just have like a bone chandelier, just yeah. bones, bone art. It's just so disgusting. God, I was gro- you and I up in Portland. You busted out your Texas Chainsaw laser disc, and I just sat there like with like a rolling stomach for a, <laughs> for ninety yeah. minutes. Right, seeing the inside of their home, seeing that guy with his big port wine stain birthmark, just unpleasant people. And you know, it had to be a hundred and eight degrees mm-hmm. inside their van, inside these homes. Like, and that that kind of disgusting feel is dripping in every scene. Of body melt. Yet also there seems like there's a lot of paved roads and just grass in Australia. A lot of paving. We're in the the flatlands. Yeah. That suburban little area in Holmesville, 
Pebbles Court. Yeah. Where they decide to test market all their little vitamin products on these poor people that are just, you know, honestly, if I got like a mailed sample from some Whole Foods like protein shake, I'm probably just whipping it up, stirring it into my drink. I'd melt just like this. Right. This other guy. Glance at the bag like, oh, riboflavin. Okay. Yeah, I probably could use a boost. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not, right? That's yeah. all these people do. Just trust in these people to give you good the, stuff here. The tide comes in the mail, and the next thing you know, tentacles are just ripping out of your throat, and you're crashing Ooh. through a windshield, right? That stuff's cool. Watching it back and just <laughs> seeing all the gross effects... It's weird that we didn't. I think it had to be the grossness of 1993 Techno Australia. The hotties hadn't infiltrated yet. We were yeah. still getting old Australian uh, like prison colony blood out there amongst the regulars. It's died off now. I got to imagine they're better looking now. Got to imagine it's that. They can't still be just sending us all their hotties. I hope. Well, you know. They got to be they got to have their own hot bo- hot body infrastructure yeah. over there now, You right? got to think. The culture has to have changed, right? You can still get the Tim Tams. Yeah. The rest of the culture's changed. And But I think you still go out in those uh those far to far off places, hard to reach places. You're still going to find these uh yeah. original Drive 30 Australians miles out outside there. of New those Orleans. Old, old school guys. You can buy a roadkill. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy a bunch of roadkill if you drive 30. There will be shacks set up where they will be selling you roadkill by the pound. Mm-hmm. And it's probably good eats if you know if you don't know better. And we're, for as advanced as we are, we're all 30 minutes from the sticks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes closer. And I love that just daylight horror of this movie. Our final gross-out encounter in the police station. I watched this a couple times. It's actually really well composed for guys that didn't make a movie. Yeah. You know, like, there's some nice dolly shots coming down this cramped little hallway. The dolly shots moving down the cramped hallway of the Texas Chainsaw home. I, I noticed that, too, watching it again. Yeah, there's there's a, there's some skill here. Yeah, for all we've been saying. There is some kind of, yeah, great building of, of a scene, getting you involved. Maybe a little too close to the action. Maybe that's what it yeah, is, right? Yeah, I think they're really... They're getting close up into the mouths of these yeah. inbred people, man. They're filling the screen. They're popping in your driver's side window. Mm-hmm. Like, they're big, weird, misshapen heads. And kind of the the way they kind of reveal the story. Like, it is, I think maybe, again, it was kind of like trying to figure it out the first time. But watching it the second time, it's like, you know, the the, the hillbilly dad is like the scientist who used to work on this project. And, and that, that connection comes, it's like, okay, so the family... Has a connection to the movie. It's not just some random event that happens. It and really felt watching it the first time. It really felt like we found these real gross people. We got to put them in the movie. Yeah, we got to take twenty minutes out of our movie to feature them. Yeah. But it's like then you come back around to it. It's like okay, that makes sense. Or or there was just a little bit more of that. I than I gave it credit for the first time. I was so pleasantly surprised by how like no body melt is a movie worth talking about. We yeah. wrote off body melt after huffing paint all day. And you'd think that would be the best scenario. I think I think those fumes messed us up too bad. It's like when I got too high for basket case. It was yeah. just like, I can't handle this. <laughs> you were too drunk for street trash. Like, I can't handle That's this. That's what it is. Yeah. And it was just like, we are too imbibed in this. We can't properly digest body melt. Needs to be a little bit of maybe of a warning at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't. This was a movie I never even thought I would watch again. <laughs> after our day yeah. i'd written up there's classics that i've never seen i bet i haven't seen half a hitchcock's catalog i'm like i'm double dipping on body belt <laughs> spend another 80 <laughs> minutes of my life on this one and 
really, you were rewarded I'm really for glad it. I yeah, did. You're rewarded. And the gift that keeps giving that doesn't seem in a world where everything is getting taken from us or gouged price-wise on us, somehow a body melt movie is just on Tubi. Yep. For free. That's beautiful. That is one of the few gifts they've given us still, right? That you can watch the most obscure movie that uh, that ever crossed from Australia to the States. And it's just there for all of us to mm-hmm. watch. It's 80 minutes. You've never seen a movie like it because they don't allow movies to be made there. <laughs> the government gave this one money and they said, well, we tried it. Well, exactly. <laughs> we tried funding the arts and they tricked us. If this is what it's going to be. Yeah. No <laughs> more funding for anyone. Yeah. They got us good. It's all going to neighbors. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. it. We gave it to Yahoo Serious. He burned us. You know, there's a two thousand. Is it insane that there is a like post 9-11 Crocodile Dundee movie? Mm. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles is a real movie. Oh, yeah. That came out here in the 2000s. Doesn't it feel like the biggest anachronism that a Crocodile Dundee movie was try a that theatrical after? 2000s movie? Yeah. A post-VHS era Crocodile Dundee movie. Weird time. Came out. That's weird. Yeah. It is an... Un- Kids today will never understood the, the understand the effect that Paul Hogan legitimately had on America. I'm pretty sure that got like awards. I think that got like a gold. Like he was at the. I remember him like at the like if it wasn't the Oscars, it was at the Golden Globes or something, right? But yeah, it is kind of hard to explain just how massive a cultural hit Crocodile Dundee was if you didn't just live through it. Like it. It was a sweeping hit, and it's, I guess we, you know, it took being the most beautiful, like, statuesque woman around for Nicole Kidman to break away. Like, you're going to have to straighten that hair, and then we're in business. Uh, yeah, right. Get rid of the far and away hair. Get into, <laughs> yeah. get into the, yeah. And the idea that Paul Hogan just had a worldwide smash by being like, you know what? It turns out nobody anywhere else knows anything about Australia, and we're bringing all the silly parts to them. <laughs> and then we find out that the silly parts are just... All the parts. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it. great. I can see why my friends lived there for a decade. It's probably a weird place. I want a democracy sausage. I am I want one so bad right now. Can you imagine just getting a vote. little folded up piece of white bread? We're call- I got to ask them what their white bread is. It's probably not Wonder Bread. They got their own weird oh, definitely. magic bread. Something probably. dumb. <laughs> Sprinkle bread. Sprinkle bread. Fairy bread. <laughs> what are you having? Fairy bread is a, like... How how many adults are still having just like oh yeah I gotta have my buttered toast with sprinkles on it at right. work what a serving that at the diner also this is a thing I learned from a Jane Campion movie barista over there is a job that you like gotta go to school for hmm. coffee is so well regarded in Australia and New Zealand you have to go to like a barista program wow you so apply they to, to go to barista program yeah yeah what a world. They do everything exactly the same with us in the opposite way somehow. It really is just upside down, and I love them. I, we got to go. We got to do. We should have done this one from Australia. We got to go. What, I don't know what we're thinking. Got to get on the plane. It's so easy to get to. Absolutely. It's a tight 18-hour trip. Like, what, what are we waiting for? Yeah, let's drop. We got to do some on-location scouting. We're going west to Melbourne. We're seeing what Adelaide's like. Oh, yeah. We got to see Homeless Will for ourselves. We're doing the big... I don't know how long it takes to go from one end of Australia to the other. Can't be easy. 
What's in the middle? There's people that live in the middle. What are those people? I think like? they live like underground. Yeah, because <laughs> it's so hot there. It's got to be still like aboriginal in a lot of stretches, right? And or and or uninhabitable. What could be lurking in the places that <laughs> they tell us is uninhabitable? Honestly, nothing would surprise me. I don't think. Yeah, big ass spiders and deadly oh, snakes. I know that yeah, much. Yeah, everything there is gonna kill you. Kangaroos will murder you. Mm-hmm. Koalas are syphilitic. The cutest little animals, and they will like pounce on your face. I'm sure, but oh, what a what a movie! What a country! This, this is, is our one. only dip into Australian. This will be it ever. Yeah, yeah. It came to this. I can't believe this movie is just so easily available thirty years later for us to watch. This is an obscure flick. Yeah, and it's just right out Check there out. for any unsuspecting <laughs> soul to find on Tubi, and you should. Absolutely, it came to this. It did. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening. Good night. <laughs>